Good morning, everybody. It is the 21st of December, 2022. Shortest, darkest, most depressing day of the year. So there's a few ways to look at that. What does it say? It doesn't matter how hard you fall. What matters is how high you bounce. And what you bounce from is what you hit. So this is the day. This is the launch pad day. Like we're going down. And we're going to launch up and live the life that God has intended us to live. How's that sound, huh? How's that sound? It's also my little sister's birthday. And she died in June. Uh, so that sucks. Yep. Winter solstice. The pagan holiday that Christmas was really fashioned after. I'll tell you what, though. The Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made. Things can be real, but not necessarily relevant. It doesn't really matter to a child of God, all the demonic stuff. I mean, it matters in the sense of like what to do to combat it or direct people that are affected by it, things of that nature. But if you're proactive, if you're a proactive person, then you decide where you're going and then you go there regardless of any circumstances period and if you're reactive then you just react to all the stuff that happens and then it's bad you know whatever the dark weather or whatever it, it affects you so that's the key to life be proactive rather than reactive and that's why i sell proactive purification technology rather than reactive duh so kind of a mantra i guess you could say core element of the way i see things and view the world all right so the past seven days i haven't podcasted shame on me i i don't know i don't know what i did i don't know what i did i wish i would have but there's no such thing as what might have been, right? So whatever. I didn't. I didn't eat anything either. And uh, I think that's important. It's hard to really know what happens through fasting. You know, you got to go. That's what, what's what they call fasting, right? Not eating is fasting. Intentionally not eat fast. It's, uh, it's powerful stuff, man. Even the secular world. They're doing it now. They're healing diseases. They're doing all sorts of stuff. Just what happens biologically when you starve your, uh, your body of, of food. It, it's the best it's the best. It can be brutal. It's the best though. There's nothing quite like it. And spiritually speaking, man, when you're really living for God, that's, that's how you punch through. That's how you punch through. So 
Isaiah 58, <clears throat> the whole chapter is about fasting. And uh, it's pretty powerful. So I, uh, on one hand, if I look back at my fast, I feel like, man, I really didn't accomplish much while I was fasting. And the Bible, it says in Isaiah 58, not to do that, not to <clears throat> hang your head like as a bulrush and exact all your labors and all that. Like, and, and, you know, and like, well, oh, I'm fasting, you know, give me mercy and all that. Like, don't do that. So in a sense, I feel like that's what I did. I didn't, probably didn't do that that bad. I did, but I wasn't, I wasn't full tilt by any stretch. And of course you're not going to be, you know, cause you're not eating. So you gotta, you slow down a, a bit for sure. But anyway, how I feel about it and how it really is, I guess are two different things and how it really is. I just don't know. Right. We see through a glass darkly. I do feel like there was a, there was a, a transformation that took place for sure. And I was fasting about self-love and uh, what is it? What's the deal? I was talking to a friend last night. What's the the core issue with this person or that person or any person? And I really think at the end of the day, it comes down to self-love. Oh, it's so important, man. It's so important. That's it, man. You got to love yourself. Despite the flaws. And you know, I'm reluctant. I'm not anymore. You know, I was for years to even consider that that could be the truth because it sounds so hokey and just woo-woo and mushy and gross. Like, love yourself. It's like, freaking grow up. It's so stupid to even say such a thing. But it's not. It's true. You gotta, you know, you gotta. That's that's the most powerful force. You know, the Bible says God is love. You know, God is love. And if you're created by God, then you're to love yourself. You know, it says he knows you because of your love one to another. You know, loving God's highest form of creation is is part of living the good life. Like you've got to love people. <clears throat> and if you're a person, you got to love yourself. And, you know, that can be taken to an extreme to where you just overlook any flaws and you think that you're right. But that's not it. That's not it. Truly loving yourself is actually holding yourself accountable. And I think it really comes through forward movement towards something of value, you know, and personal credibility and all that. And I feel like in my fast, it's like the personal credibility that I had, like my plans were to be, you know, get this done and do this and do this. And I just couldn't do anything. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I failed to really be productive. I got some stuff done. I mean, I got, but not, not near what I, what I wanted to. And I think that's, if I had to guess, that's God forcing me to love myself despite my shortcomings you know and my lack of uh productivity and all that like yeah something to that effect 
something to that effect. But I will tell you, I broke my fast, and then yesterday I really had a breakthrough after the fast. Like I kept, I kept going over Isaiah fifty-eight, the fasting chapter, and it's like I really had a breakthrough. And all prosperity, abundance, love, wealth, happiness, fulfillment, all that stuff, it starts internally. And once it happens internally, it's like it doesn't even need to happen externally. Of course it does though, because it's real and then it starts to manifest, you know, externally. The problem is, is it comes back to what I said in the beginning, proactive to reactive, like we're reactive, like let something good happen so I can react positively. It's like, no, you have to proactively become positive and then the world manifests itself. It orders itself in such a way that it's positive. And, uh, that's it. And starting from scratch is next to impossible. It really, it requires getting a hold of God, you know, he who wrestles with God, right? That's what Israel actually means. That's, you know, the original definition, right? Of where that, that comes from. Cause Jacob was, uh, he changed his name to Israel. And if you look at God's chosen people, you know, the Israel of God, right? The true church of God, Israel. Like that's, that's what we are now, actually the church. It's not a nation. I mean, it, it is, but it's, that's all symbolic. That's types and shadows. So to be the Israel of God means he who wrestles with God. And you'd think that sounds bad. Like who'd want to wrestle with you? But I don't know. Maybe God does like to wrestle. I mean, of course he does, right? Because if you're his chosen people are them that wrestle with him, you know, and I don't, you know, rough and tumble play is a big part of um, adolescent boy, at least development for their brain. You know, you've really, you've got to wrestle with stuff to get to a conclusion to any type of consistence, you got, you've got to wrestle with it. So I feel like getting just drained of anything, no tangible evidence of hope and getting to a point where you just wrestle with God and then God shows up for you. It's, it's quite the life, man. It's twofold. It's like, oh, I don't want to live like that. I don't like to live in the stress and all that, you know, that got me to the point to wrestle with God. However, having the encounter with God in that regard is not something I would trade for anything at all. Nothing in the world is worth that. Nothing. To really know that God is real and he's there is the most valuable thing that I have without a doubt it's so crazy how fast the human animal at least or personally I can lose sight of that and it's it really seems as if the as if the uh, prosperity and abundance comes it doesn't even it doesn't even remotely resemble prosperity and abundance to you know the average person but just a little bit of something comes and I have a tendency to get lazy and then slide back into that state of torment where it literally requires me to go to God because I got nothing else. And it's not that I'm not walking with God and living for God. In the meantime, I always do all the stuff, right? I check the boxes, but to really get real with God 
it's like I need to be in a state of, of torment. And I guess that, that ultimately, I guess, so I really worked that out right now as I was talking. So I just came to that realization. That's really what I was praying for. For the, the love for self to where I can, I can go on into actual prosperity. Not for me, for me too, right? Because it's like living in that stress is, is hard on my health and, and whatever. It's just, but I have to stay in that place, that constant, you know, at the ground level to where I slide into that torment to where it's like the only thing I can do is reach out to God and I reach out to God in such a way that it, uh, that it's real and it's memorable and it's beyond anything that this tangible world could possibly offer. And so that comes as a, as a result of my so-called negative circumstances. And so to go into more positive circumstances and then still have those encounters with God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for that. Maybe that's not possible. I don't know. Elijah, that's how he was. He called fire down from heaven. Next day he's miserable, wants to die. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes Some things might just be the way they are, you know. And it's okay. I mean, I, you know, I've, whatever you resist persists. It's like I want out of the prison that I'm in so bad. Uh And maybe it's like, I just need to embrace it. Like, that's just who I am. But I do have encounters with God and God speaks through me in ways that there's, he couldn't speak through me in this way if I wasn't me, you know, that's for sure. And people seem to be impacted by it. So and some things just got to be what they are. I don't like not having money though. I don't. And I do believe, I do believe that that's it though. That's a self-hatred. The, the lack of money is a, is a self-hatred and that doesn't do God any, any good. So I think overcoming it is most certainly the will of God. And I believe it's a wrap. I believe God did it. I think the thing is though, God doesn't do things. <laughs> Can I say that? I don't know, it might be biblically accurate. It's probably not. But the way I'm looking at it is God, like, God is timeless, right? So it's like, oh, wait for God to do it. Like, no, no, it's not going to do it. God already, it's already, God already did it. God is it. Like, it's beyond that. And, you know, like, I'll pray, oh, give me opportunities in my business. Give me this, that, and like the things you pray for, like an opportunity to be effective and all that. If I'm honest with myself, I don't need any opportunity. Well, it's not that I don't need them. I what? I do need them. But I already got them. There's been a thousand opportunities offered to me by God. Clear as day. And I've just been too much of a coward to walk through the door and do it. It's, that is the honest to God truth. That's the thing. You know, you ask God 
I think people do it a lot, you know. They just get so used to asking God for something, and God's like, yeah, it's already there. And, like, I guess I liken it to my shin splints, right? So, (laughs) it's kind of all over the place, but whatever, I'll keep going. I've only went 16 minutes so far. The number one, I probably talked about this before, but I'm going to do it again. The number one best-selling CD message sold at Louisiana Camp Meeting bookstore is pastor Tuttle preaching what i've learned from drunks it's an awesome message so there's no surprise it's really really good anyway so he actually used me in that message he brought me up and talked about my family history of you know alcoholism and all that and uh and then he actually brought me up again and he's like oh yeah this dude like he uh wants to put padding down under the altar area at church and then he asked me why. And I was like, oh, because of shin splints. My legs hurt. My legs hurt real bad. And uh, that whole weekend, he was he preached the last message, or second to last message, that weekend. And every single, at every altar call of that whole entire conference, I was asking people to pray for my legs because they were just on fire. They burned so bad. My legs hurt so, so bad. And I asked and I asked and I asked and I asked God. I genuinely asked God. It's like, God, all I want to do, just heal my legs so I can worship you. Like, genuinely, that's what I asked. And I had many people, you know, like Pentecostal famous people pray that God would heal me. And he didn't. He did not heal me. He didn't just come in and heal my legs. So what? How do you make sense of that, right? Oh, it's not God's will and blah, 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 blah. The thing is, he did, though. What he did is I met my friend Anthony for the first time. And I told him about my shin splints. And this is right before we went to go hear Pastor preach, too. It was pretty cool. Anyway, he's like, oh, yeah, I used to get shin splints. And someone told me, yeah, you got to keep your legs stretched out. And he showed me a few stretches. It never occurred to me. Shins, like, that's a bone. Like, why would you stretch your muscle to hit the bone? You know, it's like, it just never even occurred to me. Anyway, well, then I got out of church that night, or what, maybe it was the next day. I Googled, like, how to get rid of shin splints. Oh, my word. There's a million things that you can do. And I don't claim to have done them all, but I might have done them all. And they work. They absolutely work. It's all a consequence of inflammation. Blood coagulating. Blood cells and oxygen need to go. That's where all pain comes from. Period. End of story. I learned so much. And I put daily effort into keeping my legs from hurting. And it works just perfectly. The point I'm trying to make is I want God to punch through reality and just do something that I can do. But I also credit God for leading me to somebody that started me on my journey of doing it, of, of, of doing it, of actually putting the work in and doing it. And there's times God comes down and just heals people. As far as I can tell, and I don't know, there's so many, it, it's, there's such a random nature to the way God releases his miracles and healings and stuff like that so it's like it's not necessarily a formula i will tell you though as far as i can tell in my life 
it's like God is saying, okay, have you done all you can do? It looks like you've done all you can do. Now I'll do, I'll do the next step. I'll do the impossible step. And he's, I've never, that's never not worked. So, so there's that, right? And there's times you think you did all you can do. And I guess the shin splints is a good example of that. Like I just, I was at my wits end and it's like, I'm so glad like to experience the, um, the miraculous hand of God where like literally things change that it's impossible for that to have happened. And it happens and it happens like right before your eyes, you know, that's amazing. But I'm so glad that that's not what happened with my, with my legs because it gave me a framework and a a formula, I guess you could say. Like I said, you can't really have a formula of dealing with God, but it, I kind of do, right? And it, it, and that's where that came from. Have I done all that I can do? Have I done all I can do? You pray about it and you ask, and then God will lead you. And I'll tell you what, a lot of times, <laughs> a Google search, right? It's like if people are fat, God make me skinny, God make me skinny, God make me skinny. Well, Google, how do you get skinny? Okay, move more, eat less. Like, have you done that? <laughs> I've heard God does, like, miraculously makes people skinny. I've never seen it, so it might not even be true. But, like, have you done all you can do, you know? People sit with these ailments and these sicknesses. And they're like, well, I went to the doctor. I don't know. I'm getting off on all these different tangents, but I don't, you know. <laughs> Has anyone else ever been in a situation that you're in and overcame it? What did they do? You know, just asking God to come do a miracle. So that's it. So that's so that's, you know, asking God for like business opportunities and all this and that. They're all there. They're all there. I mean, I, I'm so blessed. I've got so many opportunities. I just got to go through them. I just got to walk through the door and make it happen. And be relent- relentless, downright relentless and persistent. Like I'm a child of God. I speak with authority. I move with purpose, intention. I know where I'm going and I make things happen. And I do know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to go make it happen. I'm going to go make it happen. And uh, that's it. It's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a good fast. It's been a good fast. And God has broken. <laughs> it's not that God did anything. Like, that's a weird way. I need to learn how to say that. I probably won't because it, it distracts people. It's kind of a trigger thing. But I don't feel like God, God already is everything he's ever going to be. It's just like I aligned with him enough to where it's like to allow him to channel through me, I guess. It's like, that's it. Like, we need to let go of the old and become new. Old things become new. Old things are become new, right? How does it go? That's what the scripture says. I have that whole scripture memorized. I can't remember. 
Sanctify yourself in the Lord. Old things are passed away. All old old things are passed away. All things are become new. Are become new. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but that's what it says in the in the King James. And the reason it says that, as far as I can tell, is are become new. It's like past tense, present tense, blah blah. blah. That's present tense have become new oh well then you're done you became new and you're perfect and there's no need for anything no that's not true are become new so like you first come to god like you're born again and you're you become new but there's all there's still stuff right there's still stuff and it's like it, it comes to the surface it's just like you know like tried in a fire you know the gold and then the impurities come and you scrape it off and you scrape it off and so that's it we got to scrape off the impurities and that's it. God already is what he is. He's the fire. He's the light, you know. And uh, so at some point, we've got to put ourselves through it. The fasting, the prayer, the introspection, the understanding of what we are and what needs to be taken care of and, and skimmed off the top. And it's not, I got it. I got it figured out. It's not a mystery on what to do to be successful. Like, my Lord. It's just a matter of having the courage to go do it. And really relying on your courage, it's like have the faith, have faith in God. If you actually look at the real translation, it's the faith of God. It's like deny yourself to such a degree that it's the faith of God that channels through your through you. And it's like, well, whatever. Like everything is irrelevant. Like just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. So that's it, man. Momentum is everything. And so I got some momentum right now. I do. I woke up early this morning, 3.33. Man. I actually got up. A lot of times I'll just go back to bed and, and justify it and then be mad at myself for not getting up to pray. And uh, today I was so wide awake that there wasn't even a chance of it. So it's not that my discipline was so good. I don't want to give myself too much credit there. But I did get to, I got to the prayer room and I don't know, man. I think things things are getting good. Things are getting good for the church. The true Israel of God. I think things are getting really good. And for the for the world it's getting really bad cuz the enemy is closing in. We are at the end of days and they've got hadron colliders and CERN. They've got AI. I mean the Horsemen are being released from the great river Euphrates. Political unrest. The world is on fire. But the true Israel of God, the church, the apostolic ministry, has the keys to this thing. And we're going to... We just got to connect to that one true source. Jesus Christ, the righteous, the spirit of the living God. That is what fuels... It and uh, the key is the key. You can know everything, you can be really smart, you can know everything and check all the boxes, but it's the denial of self is what channels this thing. Period. That's it. Less of me, more of you. I'm telling you, people, deny yourself and let God work. I have no idea what I'm going to name this podcast, but I'm going to check off now because I got a life to go live. I got to go do what God wants me to do. I can't sit here and talk all day. Okay, bye.